What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the BGN Instant Reaction post game show. We just got done witnessing a, a wild Sunday night football game as the Eagles topple the Green Bay Packers. They move to 10 and 1 on the season, the first team in the NFL to hit double-digit wins. It looked like it was going to be a blowout early. It looked like it might slip away in the second quarter, but the Eagles pull through, uh, and we're here to break it all down. I'm joined tonight by Rachel. Rachel, how are you feeling after this game? I'm feeling pretty good. It was very entertaining to watch. Like, the first half, I I had a blast, like, just watching everything. Um it was interesting to see that the Eagles allowed them to put up this many, you know, points, but I still had fun. Like, I still think they did a phenomenal job. Like Jalen Hurts definitely carried this team. Like Miles Sanders, the fact that he had two touchdowns, that was so cool to see. I hope that CJ GJ is okay. But I thought that overall, like it looked like pretty complete. Like they did a phenomenal job. Shout out to Reed Blankenship, you know, for his uh, first career interception. That was huge for him. Great job. But I mean, I'm not like, in a bad place. I'm not like sad. They got the win. You know, like I said, I don't think the Packers should have got 33 points, but you know, they got the win and they're still, you know, holding on. So not too much I can say. Yeah. We we've talked about the last couple of weeks, the offense looking sloppy and it was a little sloppy early. You had the, the third and fourth down QB sneaks that failed. Um, the third down QB sneak just looked strange. They didn't have anybody pushing Hertz from behind like usual. Quez Watkins just kind of stood there and let somebody come off the edge. Like he didn't know what was going on maybe. And then the, whatever happened with the snap and I don't know what happened on fourth down, but they get stopped on back-to-back QB sneaks. And then a possession or two later, you get another AJ Brown fumble. And it was like, here we go again with the offense shooting themselves in the foot, but they clean it up from there on out. And it feels good to have a good offensive performance after a couple of lackluster weeks. So the Eagles offense puts up 40 points and, and you could argue they still left some meat on the bone. So good to see that uh, Jalen hurts rushes for 157 yards on the ground, which uh, he breaks Michael Vick's franchise record for single game rushing yards set at 130 yards. And he did that in the third quarter. So you can imagine he could have got more yardage despite the seven point deficit it felt like the game was over once Aaron Rodgers left and the Eagles went up two possessions they kind of stopped running Hurts uh, but the team as a whole rushes for 363 yards and three touchdowns this was this is the throwback the vintage uh, for all the people that scream run the ball this was your game and I hope you enjoyed the incredible performance by the offensive line and the rushing attack yes and you had already touched on um AJ Brown and in the beginning like I thought he was going to have an off night. So it was nice to see him, you know, redeem himself with that touchdown because he had the drop and he also had the fumble. And that was like his second week back to back where he had a big 
mistake like that that we're not used to seeing. So it was good to see him like kind of come back, bounce back. Um, like Patrick already said in the comments, hope CJGJ is okay. But what did you see from Reed Blankenship? I already kind of touched on a little bit. Um, he did some good things early. He had a mistake towards the end with Christian Watson. I don't know what you saw with that play, but what did you see overall from his performance? Yeah, um, Reed Blankenship, you know, he he was the he was the safety four for the longest time. And I think it was just last week he overtook Kevon Wallace to become the third safety. And I think he played two snaps last week. And so he gets thrust into the game with Chauncey Gardner Johnson going down. And then he gets the interception early. It's like his, it's like his 12th ever defensive snap and he picks off Aaron Rodgers. And that was a phenomenal play. Like they talked about one of the few things they actually did a good job on, on the broadcast is they talked about that play and the break he made reading out that cross just a really good play by him. Um, and he had some really good plays downhill in the run game. And of course you had the Christian Watson touchdown that uh, he and Marcus Epps kind of teamed up to do a poor job defending that one. I don't, I don't know what was going on there. Like it looked like the Eagles were in a cover one man look and TJ Edwards didn't sink deep enough into the middle. Obviously Reed Blankenship takes a bad angle, but I don't understand why Josiah Scott was on the one wide receiver side instead of the two wide receiver side. You would normally have your slot corner over the slot receiver in that situation. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened there. I don't know why they were aligned that way. I'm fairly certain it was cover one man. I just, I don't know what they were expecting. So I'm anxious to look into that one a little bit more, but Overall, I thought Reed Blankenship played a pretty good game, and he 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 went out on that final drive though. Did, he got injured, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he didn't come back. And then Kevon Wallace comes in and yeah, uh, made made a couple pass breakups. So I guess it was the game of the backup safeties, and I don't think you want to play that game if you're the Eagles, but sometimes you have to. And you know, it's nice that, to see Blankenship and Wallace both step up in a big spot and make a few plays. And that's what it's all about, and. Also, okay, okay, okay. Earlier on in the game, we saw, we had been talking about how like Darius Slay was kind of quiet these last few weeks. So we saw like that play where like he tipped off um, the pass from Aaron Rodgers and Josiah Scott. And I know you guys kind of talk about Josiah Scott like on the EPA podcast. So that was really, really cool to see Darius Slay getting in on that action and Josiah Scott as well. That was back during the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. that And set up with Javon Hargrave Aaron Rodgers wiggling out of a Javon Hargrave sack. Sometimes it's better just to go down, I guess. But yeah. ball went like through Slay's hands off his helmet, and then Josiah Scott comes down with it. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I, it felt like the the defense lived on turnovers a little bit in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Reed Blankenship one came down near the red zone. I don't think it was quite on the reds. Uh, the Josiah Scott one wasn't. It was early in a drive, but. Uh, the defense made some big plays early in the game. It put the Eagles offense in good spots to capitalize. And, uh, you know, the defense, uh, it faltered a little bit down the stretch. It, it mm-hmm. obviously doesn't help when you're starting on short fields. The Packers had three kickoff returns to nearly midfield. Um, of course, the last the last drive with Jordan Love, you're kind of just playing a soft defense. You just want to make them burn clock. You're pretty confident Jordan Love's not going to score a touchdown, get an onside kick and get a field goal on you. You feel pretty good about that. But, um, and he's got the big pass to Christian Watson. That was just the easy route, kind of a blown mm-hmm. coverage. So uh, I, I feel like people are going to talk about defenses performance being poor in this game. I really don't think it was that bad, but I mean, it's never good when you give up 33 points uh, in a game mm-hmm. at home. 
it is still Aaron Rodgers. We already talked on like the secondary, but like the defensive front held their own. Like I think that they did a really good job. It was nice to see Fletcher Cox finally do something. It was, you know, long overdue. We hadn't really been seeing too much from him. So the fact that he got in on that sack early, that was nice to see. Um, glad to see we got that W State ahead of the pack for sure. Yeah, uh, Fletcher Cox had a nice tackle for loss early in the game. He had a sack mm-hmm. later in the game. Uh, the box score says he has two tackles for loss. I don't remember the second one, but mm-hmm. it's good to see him. You know, bounce back game. We've talked about uh, on post game shows. We've talked about on midweek shows that Fletcher Cox has not had a very good year so far. So, uh, yeah, if the Eagles can get him going, uh, the defensive front's been so good. Been some issues with run defense and all that. And people might talk about run defense tonight. The Packers had 21 carries for 106 yards. So it's not the best defensive performance in terms of stopping the rushing attack. And Mm -hmm. I felt like they were put in some difficult situations, especially once Gardner Johnson goes down because, you know, do you really want to overcommit to the Eagles are so much better stopping the run out of their five man fronts but they're so much worse against the pass. And so when you now have two backup pieces in the secondary, do you want to commit five guys to the line of scrimmage and put yourself in worse pass situations against Aaron Rodgers? So I felt like that came into play as well. I think that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson injury probably uh, had a pretty big impact on the run defense just by virtue of not wanting to get into as many five-man looks. They were kind of struggling early with um, Dylan. Aaron Jones is usually the more dangerous back, but A.J. Dillon definitely had the better game uh, for the Packers today. And that's not something I would have expected. Packers fans have kind of, have kind of been a little fed up with A.J. Dillon mm-hmm. and the and the split share of the reps there. Not, not dissimilar to the Eagles fans with Kenny Gainwell getting carries and yeah. just wanting Miles Sanders to get the ball. It's been a little bit of that with the Packers, but A.J. Dillon I thought outplayed Aaron Jones in this game and uh, he goes eight for 64 and a touchdown, whereas Aaron Jones had 12 for 43. Now, Jones gets a touchdown through the air, and, and he's a lot better at that than Dylan. But, um, you know, overall, it, it's hard to feel bad about the defense in a game mm-hmm. where they're playing shorthanded like that. I, I feel good about it. You just hope that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is back soon. Um, yeah. an injury, a long-term injury to him would be really devastating to the defense already playing down Avante Maddox. So uh, they said it was a rib injury. Um, hopefully, you know, we're able to see him back. You know, Justin Herbert obviously had a, a rib fracture earlier this year and he played through it. Now he's a quarterback, so he's not getting hits, you know, every play he's on the field. I'm seeing some of the tweets already. And so I got to ask you early, where do you feel in regards to Jonathan Gannon? Because I'm seeing a few of them. Does he deserve uh, any type of blame after today's performance? I, I think he was fine. Um, people are going to have a reaction to the points scored by the Packers. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier. You have the big play on – I don't know what was going on. I, I would be really interested to hear Gannon talk about why Josiah Scott was on the left. He was – he immediately went to Aaron Jones, so – I don't know if they're just really concerned about Jones out of the backfield. Uh, he is a weapon there. I, I'm not sure why they chose to play it that way. Um, I would be interested to hear that. But what, when you look at their – they had a touchdown drive of like 13 yards after a fumble. Uh, mm-hmm. They had another touchdown drive of only 37 yards. And so there were some short fields that they worked with. And, and having to adjust to being down, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trying to balance – the run defense and the pass defense, I 
I thought they did fine outside of that time in the early second quarter when the Packers took the lead. I never really felt like the Eagles were in danger of losing the game. I always felt like they were sort of in control and um, that they were able to get after Rodgers. They got two interceptions, got some sacks. I think it was fine. You would like to see a better performance than that, but it is what it is when you have key players in your secondary go down in the game. So. I'm actually kind of surprised by some of these like tweets that I'm seeing. I would have thought it would be, I understand like it wasn't a perfect game, but I thought that they, I mean, they won and they well, they won like pretty, pretty well. So I'm kind of surprised by some of the comments that I'm seeing uh, a lot of fire. Michael Clay. I second that cosine send. Yeah. Okay. Michael Clay into the <laughs> I'm, I'm a now. lot of special teams, size, special teams, uh, worried about the defense, special ed teams, fire Michael Clay, freaking special teams. Like literally that's the most I'm seeing so far is definitely fire, uh, Michael Clay for sure. Defense too squishy. Um, we need Maddox. Always emotionally complicated for sure. Um, defense played poorly. Yeah, so definitely a lot of people coming for the special teams, which yeah. is nothing. I have else. a theory. Yes. The the Eagles have our backs, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay. The Eagles, they just intentionally do this to us. They're trying to like test our mental fortitude. They're pushing us to the brink of our sanity and they're just doing it to make us better people. That that's my working theory. So, uh Philadelphia Sports Eagles, they exist. It feels like it's just an experiment to see how far you can push people to the brink before they just like fall off the edge and okay. I, I was so close a few different times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that sums up the the mentions right now. Like everybody is just special teams. Like that's where it's at. Honestly, hurts incredible. Okay, there you go. That's nice. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a question here. Uh, Timothy Sin, anyone else questioning AJ Brown's effort, fumbled, and missed block on the wide receiver screen? We already kind of touched on AJ Brown, but did you want to tackle this one? Yeah, I mean, both of his fumbles have come like when he's getting tackled at the end of a play trying to get more yardage. So that's not an effort thing. That's a, and you don't even want to tell him like you should give up on a play there because he's so good after the catch and he's hard to bring down. It's just a ball security thing. And sometimes fumbles are just, luck based as well sometimes you I, I don't I don't know if he had both hands on the ball whatever on this one I didn't see a good shot of that on a replay um mm-hmm. but it sometimes you do everything right and the ball just gets punched out too so and I'm not sure on the I'm not sure which play we're talking about on the wide receiver screen I have to go back and watch that uh, obviously he did have the he did have the or whatever it was earlier this week uh, that was causing some issues. I wondered what kind of a game we would see from him. I, I'm not questioning effort. I think yeah. that I, I think I tweeted he's got two in the last two games. Like ball security is for him in his career. So I, yeah. Overall, offense offense really good. Defense people will have mixed feelings. 
for me, just seeing Fletcher Cox step up and have a good game, that's huge for me. And then just seeing the defense able to hold together and do just enough uh, with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson going down. I feel good about the game overall from both sides Mm -hmm. of the ball, and we just – We'll just agree to continue to not talk about special teams. Yeah. And one of my also like one of the things I was most happy to see was Quez Watkins. Like that touchdown, we hadn't seen. It was cool to get to see him getting in on the action. So that made me like super, super happy. Um, Did you see that? Whoa, everybody saw that play. The one play where uh, Jalen Hurst was like under pressure, but he still got the pass off. I think it was to Watkins in the end zone, but it was like right on target, but he didn't complete the pass. I think he dropped it. That was like super impressive um, from Jalen Hurst to be able to get that pass off. Um, But I think it was Quez Watkins in the end zone and he didn't catch the ball. So that was kind of like, dang, that could have been a touchdown. So the the touchdown to Quez – I mean, the confidence that Hertz has to just throw that ball up to wide receiver three, who has not been very involved this year, and it's perfect yeah. placement on that back shoulder. And Quez does a great job of snapping out of that route and getting the ball. Just incredible stuff there from a quarterback and his wide receiver three. And then the play you talked about, it was a third and eight or a third and nine mm-hmm. down near the end zone. And Hertz bails the pocket to the right, and then he spins and runs all the way to the left. And is able to flip the hips and get the, and yeah, it goes off of Quez Watkins hands and that's no shade at Quez Watkins. That would have been an incredibly difficult, even if he gets that, I don't know if he gets both feet in and that comes into play with your concentration, trying to think about where your feet are, but just an incredible throw by Hertz put that on the money and not, I I tweeted that. I said, listen, I know it's a touchdown, but that's just incredible play. And yeah, I had a few people say that Hertz could have stepped up into the pocket he might could have that's just not hurts mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. third and nine um if there's we've seen him if there's somebody breaking open step up and make that throw he's not afraid to step into a collapsing pocket and make a throw but if he doesn't immediately see somebody coming open he's not going to step into the pocket and stand there and take a sack that's just not who he is he's going to bail out he's going to try to extend to play and some of the most remarkable him last year year is that when he extends the He's truly extending. He's trying to throw. And that's been so impressive. And is his pocket management the best? Maybe not. And it's probably never going to be, but he just more than makes up for it with his legs. And so um, I thought that play was great. Uh, He had another ball that he threw to Devonta Smith on the Mm -hmm. little out route that he had to layer over the slot corner and in front of Jair Alexander that, it was the one that they talked about on the broadcast where uh, Alexander thought he was going to get an interception and Devontae goes up and gets the ball. Just his chemistry, Devontae Smith, is impressive. They're so good on those timing routes together. So yeah. even when you have, you know, A.J. Brown started hot. He's got three touchdowns against the Steelers, all that. He's cooled off the last couple weeks. You have Devonta Smith, and we called them wide receiver 1A and 1B coming into the yep. year, and it's been more wide receiver 1 and 2. But mm-hmm. Devonta Smith is every bit as good this year as he was last year. And so when AJ struggles in a game, it's nice to know that Devonta Smith can step up, Quez Watkins can step up, and, and ultimately the rushing attack can step up as well. And so in regards to Jalen Hurts, how confident are you – I mean, we all knew like he's being taken, he's balling out of his mind in the MVP conversations and everything. How confident are you after like this game alone? Uh, oh, I'm I'm very confident. Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing at an elite level right now. Um, 
I, I might have some concerns a few years down the road, yeah. but those are, that's a discussion for another day. I mean, the, and he does a job of minimizing the big hits that he takes. He takes, he took a few today, but, um, I, you wonder as teams start to try to keep him in the pocket more, of course, it takes a lot of resources to do that, but what, what, how the offensive evolves when you pay Jalen hurts and he's a couple years down the road and he's taking the hits, but uh, that's, you're going to pay the guy. You're going to pay him a lot of money and you're going to figure out the rest later. So I have tons of confidence hurts moving forward. Uh, just maybe like an iota of concern about what it might look like four or five years. road. Mm, okay. Which is a great problem to have because yeah. you have fans of a whole lot of other teams, have a whole lot of concern about what their quarterback's going to look like next week. So yeah, for sure. Lots, lots of them. Was there anything else that you saw from today's game that you wanted to like touch on? Were there any like major concerns after today? Um, no, the the biggest uh, again the biggest concern, and we touched on it, is just the injury to Chauncey Gardner Johnson and yeah. what that looks like. You know, you can survive, you can probably survive if he misses. Um, you're going to sell out to stop the run in that game, anyways. You're not going to be turning hill, and you've got it's in the back up after that and so if he needs to miss a few games you're not playing uh great passing offenses in the next couple weeks the bears just lost darnell mooney justin fields is injured might not play so you have a little bit of a ramp here that you can a little bit of an easy on ramp for reed blankenship if Justin gardner johnson has to miss extended time but then you've got that dallas game on christmas eve and you really need your whole defense back at full strength at that point so um that's the biggest thing that i'm looking forward to uh, hearing about is just his injury when he'll be back uh, and then moving on to get ready for the Titans next week. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else on anything else coming in on Twitter that we need to touch on any other good three words? Um, anything else really good learn to tackle that one came in like towards like after I had already kind of read off. some oh, of them. So we got to talk about Lane Johnson trying to tackle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. He's. I, I tweeted that clip out and I said the offensive line looks like the defense trying to tackle. But oh. you know, credit to Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson, you know, haul, hauling downfield to go make a play. And Jalen yeah. Hurts, for, you know, makes an effort on that as well. But Lane Johnson looked like he thought he was going to come from behind and punch that ball up. And then the guy <laughs> moved and he just like face planted into Jordan Mailata. And it was one of the funniest things I've seen this season. Another thing I wanted to touch on last week, one of the biggest storylines was like the tight ends because Dallas got her well and these guys guys are younger and inexperienced. We didn't see, I don't think we saw too much of them like in regards to getting like touches, but oh, Grant Calcaterra got one. He had one reception. But like blocking, what'd you think? Yeah. Yeah, still? Okay. All right. All right. It's it's okay. Like there was they weren't they weren't negatives in terms of penalties drops yeah, yeah. grant calcaterra had the one pass that went for a two-yard yeah. loss which he caught like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage so uh, mm-hmm. that was kind of a broken scramble play but um i did tweet out one funny clip of jack stole he was like pulling across the formation on a kickout block and he got tripped up yeah. by i think it was by landon dickerson but i just tweeted that and i said it was jack stole walking he was <laughs> like running and falls down but it was fine. Like it wasn't a negative. Obviously, the Eagles ran the ball really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did notice that down in the red zone, they put Cam Jurgens in as a sixth offensive lineman. Sort okay. of. He was essentially a tight end for those sets. Uh, 
Man, they miss Dallas Goddard. They miss oh. his blocking ability. Like when you get down to the red zone like that, it, it wasn't Jack Stoll that they were putting there. They were putting Cam Jurgens there to try to block. And so they definitely they're telling you with that that they really miss Dallas Goddard's blocking ability, his playmaking ability in the receiving game. He's eligible to come back in two more games. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know with him, with Avante Maddox and Jordan Davis, all these guys that I are like we know when they're eligible to come back. That doesn't mean they will be back. I, I really haven't heard any updates about any of those guys. No, we definitely need Goddard back. But it was still cool to see, like, Quez Watkins get involved. Like, I was most excited to see that. Of course, we're going to see Smitty and A.J. Brown, but I, I was happy that Quez got involved. Um, Looking at the upcoming schedule, we got the Titans next. Is that something that we need to be uh, worried about seeing Derrick Henry? Or do you think we'll be okay? Titans are a good football team. Uh, the Titans are very good at – well, on, on their defense is very good at taking what you're good at and taking it away and making it difficult. Like, they're a very well-coached defense. Um, I'm curious to see how they play the Eagles because, obviously, the Eagles don't just have one thing that they're good at. Hertz can scramble. Sanders can get the run game going. Hertz is a good passer, so – It'll be interesting to see what they identify as the focal point on the Eagles offense. And then, you know, defensively, I'm not terribly concerned. You're not really concerned about Ryan Tannehill like you are maybe Aaron Rodgers. So I think you can sell out a little more to the run. And obviously Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry is the best, maybe the best running back in the NFL. So they're going to have to wrap him up, something they've not been good at. But not terribly concerned. It'll be a tough test. It'll be probably one of the tougher games that they've, one of the toughest opponents that they've played in a while, though. And then after that, Giants. And then we have Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants again. Yeah, the Giants are frauds. <laughs> say that on the record. <laughs> and then we'll probably lose to them because that's how me making I'm about to say, I don't go. know. Out of the remaining games, that's what I would think, like, would be maybe because we got two of those games. So I would be, like, a little, yeah, I don't know about those ones. Yeah, it's. Out of all of the opponents. Division games are always tough no matter what. But yeah, and, Giants, of course, Cowboys. Yeah, but the Giants' offense has been atrocious lately. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're so banged up. Like the Eagles should, the Eagles should eat them alive. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if it happens. But yeah, yeah. great. Con- no matter how the season finishes, we're going to the playoffs. It's been an amazing year, and it it, it really has. If you nobody, no rational Eagles fan. There might have been some of you out there that said seventeen and zero before the season started. There's mm-hmm. always those, but. No rational Eagles fan would have said, hey, after 11 weeks, the Eagles are going to be 10 and 1. They're going to be in the driver's seat for the NFC. They're mm-hmm. going to have a top seven pick in the NFL yep. draft. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, New Orleans Saints. You're right. Not having a clue, not having an ounce <laughs> of self awareness. Um, yeah. And yet here we are. So it's been a great season and a season that's not nearly over yet. So yeah. Eagles, they don't cruise. We won't say they cruise, but they get the win. Debuting yeah. the all-black uniforms, the black helmet, yes. the win huh. Huh. So on tough. prime time, forty to thirty-three over the Green Bay Packers. Moved to ten and one, uh, and now we get ready for the Titans next Sunday. Is that an away game or a home game? I, I can't remember. Um, I clicked that off is my schedule. Home. That's home. Okay, so Titans at home. So yep. that helps. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us here on the BGN Instant Reaction post game show. Always a little bit more fun after a win, although sure. the comments section isn't generally as feisty. So there's some give and take there, but we always enjoy the win shows a whole lot more. 
Uh, mm -hmm. It makes these late nights, it makes the early Monday mornings for work just a little bit better. So uh, we're going to sign off here. Eagles win 40 to 33. Get ready for the Titans next week. Thank you guys for joining us uh, here in the comments, watching live. If you're listening later, we really appreciate you guys as well. Keep it tuned. EGN. We'll have shows dropping all week uh, to break down this game, what we've seen, and get you ready for the Titans game next weekend. For me, for Rochelle, and for BGN, we'll see you guys next time. Go Birds! Go Birds! What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.